Science Officer's Log, Stardate 97418.1. Endeavor has completed her second transwarp conduit. Scans show the tetrion levels and gravimetric wake are within acceptable tolerances and that the conduit is stable. I am so proud of her, of us. While engineering prepares the transwarp systems for our next leg, we're going to investigate a nearby Class Three nebula. It should keep our minds off of the mail pod on its way, and the last news we're liable to hear from home for a while. I admit to some nervousness as my family wasn't as excited about this mission as I was. Well, and because Ensign Senna reported that home was sending one other thing, journalist holograms. So we find ourselves, I don't know, where would Kai be right now? She is in her lab currently, uh, reviewing some of the data for the second conduit. So as Kai pours over reams and reams of data about the uh, stability of the conduit, etc., Ida activates and shimmers into existence. Lieutenant, the ship's sensors have picked up some readings that I thought worth bringing to your attention. Go on. I'm guessing by your formality that it's something important. I don't think I really have the subroutine to judge important, but... Well, do you remember those subspace simulations you had me running? Yes. The sensors have detected that this region of space has a much higher incidence of subspace anomalies than other areas we've scanned. I think a probe might be able to tell us more, fill in some of those gaps, but that is, if you can tear yourself away from this conduit, uh, stuff. Well, something subspace-related is also, also in my job description. What kind of anomalies? I can't get very specific. I only have so much access to the ship's sensors. Yeah, I've asked uh, Verity to provide you with more, and she, she refuses. Sorry about that. I'll see if I can get a probe set up then. Any particular subatomic particles you want me to scan for? Anything of that nature? Any recommendations, I guess I should say. Um, recommendations? I'm not used to being asked for recommendations. I feel a little like I've been promoted. Uh, no, I don't think so. I need some baseline before I can recommend things. Thank you. When the data starts coming in, I'll make sure you get a copy. Uh, th thank you. I, I think. Yes. Thank you. Are you okay today? Have you run a diagnostic lately? For some reason, it seems like the ship's hollow matrix is doing double or triple duty. I'm sure it'll pass. It's like a cold for holograms. I, I think I know why. We might have some um, some guests aboard soon. Meanwhile, currently, Verity is down in the brig. She's checking to make sure that we can lock holograms in the brig if we need to. Oh. As you do, I suppose. The captain just just walks in to the brig. No forward notice at all. Oh, uh, Captain, what brings you down? What brings you down to my ne ne neck of the woods? <laughs> I thought you might be feeling a little bit isolated down here. Not your usual rotation, I take it. Mm, mm, mm no uh i mean yeah i guess it's kind of lonely but um you know uh lieutenant Tarek wants me to get a real sense of a of a full breadth of a officer's you know it's fine this is great what what can i help you with the captain looks over her shoulder to the completely empty brig like there's there's nothing in here <laughs> at all you know, for a Vulcan, Torek can be a little bit finicky. Uh, actually, I, I was curious about something I wanted to test out, so maybe you can help me. 
Of course. Do you think that we can confine holograms in the brig, cutting them off from other networks without actually degrading their programming at all? Uh, well, uh, hmm. Yeah, yes? Well, okay. So I feel like this is a very specific question. I think we need to do a field test. Oh, okay. Uh, I can work with engineering on what's pop. I'm sure there's something we can do. And then the two of you hear the telltale sound. I was trying to think what, how I'd characterize the sound of a hologram activating, but it's just kind of a, it's the hologram sound. You know what it is. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a sound. Like it's like a, it's, it's kind of yeah. gentle. It's not quite like a fizz, but yeah. Yeah, what Christine said. Yeah, see, I'm very technical. That's why I'm the science <laughs> officer. Fizz. It's kind of like a fizz. <laughs> so you hear the sound of a hologram activating, and turning toward it, the two of you see a grazerite. And I know you're going to be like, what's a grazerite? Don't worry. I, I think I vaguely know they got horns, right? They do have horns. Yay! He was the president. In DS9. You turn to see a Grazerite, relatively youthful looking with a asymmetric blonde haircut hanging down one side of their of their head, like over one of the one of the horns. In some sort of I imagine you might recognize it as like it's probably some kind of Starfleet visitor jumpsuit kind of deal not a uniform but it is cut similarly and they've got like a visitor badge instead of a com badge captain i am so glad i could find you so fast actually that that's not all that difficult i i am now tied to the ship's computer i was expecting more of a reception um did you not get all of our messages verity forces a smile that is big enough for camera and she turns towards the hologram and says you're just in time for one of our field experiments if you could just step over this way and she just sort of like waves him over Everly looked between the captain and the hologram six times and then like from sort of the I'm going to be in an angle where the hologram can't see her makes like big eyes at the captain and then like nods and goes oh yes please um, if you'd be so kind as to help us with this experiment and like big gestures over the top like half bowing to this hologram and gesturing them towards the brig entrance like over Michael Shannoning the whole scenery the hologram nods and uh, walks over Oh, of course. I am ready to get really engaged with everything that goes on on this ship for a few days. You must be Ensign um, Katarina Everly, if I'm not mistaken. That's also fairly easy. I, I am tied into the ship's computer. Ah. Uh, oh. Good job, dude. Uh, and she's like meandering towards the control pad in the room. He, by this point, has, has essentially stepped into one of the cells. In case you haven't been informed, oh, let's be honest, I, I want to introduce myself at the very least. My name is Shella, Shella Edis. I'm a part of the Starfleet Journalistic Corps, I like to think of it as. Starfleet it has a new dedication to letting everybody in the Federation know what our proud officers are doing out here in deep space. I am thrilled to be their access onto Endeavor and her very exciting mission. And you are going to get a first row seat at the exciting scientific boundaries we are pushing. In fact, uh, I'm so glad you could participate. I, I found that this particular experiment is going to be instrumental in helping us run the ship more thoroughly and effectively. 
Ensign, if you will, please. Uh, and, uh, she has furrowed eyebrows and is like, boy, I hope this works. Oh, oh, yes, of course, Captain. Uh, and pushes a logical series of buttons that could effectively trap a hologram and disconnect it from the rest of the ship. So Endeavor is, I imagine, probably of the vintage of Starfleet vessels where there are hollow emitters basically everywhere. But, of course, with security clearance, you can pretty much deactivate or restrict those uh, in clusters if you need to. Perhaps for effect, I don't know, turn, you can turn on the bridge, the brig uh, force field, even though the hologram wouldn't actually care about the force field. That's like leaving this camera shutter sound on your phone when you're trying to take a surreptitious picture. And you're like, oh, no. Like, she accidentally forgot to turn off the force field shimmer. Can we also disconnect it from our ship's computer? That would probably require some greater command level access. I would like to assist. <laughs> you would be briefed that they have no access to ship controls and no access to sensitive information. They have access to uh, the ship's Facebook. How about like, the, the, the generic like personnel files that they're pulling from? I would like to restrict that locally. And I can't obviously control what they, you know, pro downloaded him with, but anything like current personal logs or logs that they could get access to since coming over onto the ship, I want to. Go ahead and give me like a um, reason security. Would you like to take this role? And I can do the assist? Yeah. Oh, manzies. So I did just do an upgrade on my character sheet, and it involves downgrading my reason. That's hilarious. Reason security? Yeah, that's not so bad. I'll say you just need, like, a two. Okay. My reason is eight. My security is five. So 13 is my target. And... I roll a 13, so... Nice. My target is 8 plus 4 is 12. One success. So that's two successes. Uh, the two of you working together at the console, t- typing on the same keyboard, I can only imagine. Playing heart and soul. <laughs> Make sure to sort of cordon off Dilla's holographic matrix. Uh, Captain, this... Hmm... I think there is a moment where, like, there's just this very dorky captain goes for a high five with Everly. Oh. Does she really? Yeah. Everly high fives you the heck back, like, heck yes. And then looks a little scared, but was so excited to do it. Very good. I'm very impressed, Ensign. I see that extra training that you've been doing is uh, progressing well. Well... I'm going to leave you to monitor the situation. Uh, I have some other duties to attend to. <laughs> to walk off. Captain? She's not coming back, is she? Oh. No. Welcome to Endeavor Through the Maelstrom.
We are a Star Trek Adventures actual play following the deep space mission of the USS Endeavor as it charts a new region of space several decades after the events of Star Trek Picard. I'm Brandon, your GM for this mission. This is Nicole, and I'll be playing Captain Varel. I'm Brad, and I play Commander Razum Mozafar. Hi everybody, I'm Christine, and I will be playing Lieutenant Kai. My name's Leah, and I'm playing Ensign Katarina Everly. Slice of Life, Part 1. Brad, what exciting things would Mozafar be getting up to on this relatively normal day? Mozafar was going through and checking in with different departments, making sure everything was ship-shape for this news presentation. Just making sure that everybody knows that they are going to be here, going over expectations, probably looking at uh, some sort of data pad, something like that, you know. Then this uh, ensign will walk up and hand me a piece of mail. Yes. We see a, a woman of some Denobulan heritage in a command red uniform with hair to match and a freckled face. She starts to look up at you, uh, Razum. We see that her eyes are a deep artificial looking gold. And there's a small like black sapphire like gem against her throat at the opening of her collar. Commander Mosafar? Yes, instant. You've got some, some mail back from, from home. Yours was one of the first names that came up. And she passes you one of the like data cards. Razum looks back at you and sort of confused look on its face a letter from home well we received a, a mail pod um it's one of the last chances and you already know this um yeah yes sir you received some word back from the other side of the conduit um is that a problem sir no it's a, thank you uh, would you like to deliver the the captain's um, or, or should I handle that? No, you can hand it to me. I'll deliver to her. She'll pass you a, a second one. Thank you, Ensign Senna. I'll give this to the captain. She'll go ahead and, uh, treating that as a, as a dismissed, she'll, uh, turn around and start going down the corridor, and, uh, like, another, like, one of the non-coms and, like, engineering gold moves down the hallway, and we see her start to, like, chase after them, like, I, you've got mail! And you see Razum look at the letter, brows furrowed a little bit, and turns and walks off. Switch back to where the captain's walking down the corridor. She's getting onto the turbo lift. Obviously, like, off to the side... There's Mozafar in the periphery, and you can see his steps sort of speeding up to, to catch her. And then she definitely hesitates a moment or two before turning around in the turbo lift, sort of like giving it time to close. And then with the reluctant sigh, just like, you know, palms the controls, lets Mozafar catch up. Captain Vril, it's nice that I uh, caught you. You've got mail. I wasn't expecting anything else, but uh, let's see. Is it more orders from Starfleet? From what Ensign Senna said, is these, these are letters. Well, mine is a letter from home. I'm assuming yours is too. That actually would be far more welcome. She'll take the, the little tablet that's sort of like temporarily holding her information and genuinely smiles a bit as she skims over where the, the letters are from. So, uh, looks like my father's been up to a lot. I can see several pages of information I'll have to go through. How about you, Mozafar? What do your letters say? Oh, I don't know. I haven't opened it yet. Well, I can't really imagine... Oh, well. She catches herself. <laughs> about to be vaguely insulting. This is the first one I've ever received from home. Well, since I left the academy. Could be a former patient? Hmm. I don't think so. 
to be fair, I don't think I wrote to you much after that anyway. You know, there is something coming up that we're going to have to deal with. It is soon, isn't it? It is. I hear they're actually putting together a little special for him. I think they're going to want our personal experiences. I'll be glad to share. About this time, the turbo lift arrives at the bridge. Doors open. Also around this time, Verity's combat chirps. Saved by the comms, I guess. Enjoy the letter from your father and your family. I'll be interested to hear who's been writing to you, Mozavar. Verity, go. Kai to Captain Varel. I just received a, uh, a set of letters from home. What do you say to having maybe dinner together tonight and we can go over all of the news from home? Sounds great. I have a feeling we're going to be needing some drinks with these. Well, uh, you would know what's best as far as that's concerned. All right. I, l- I look forward to hearing from your parents as well. Oh, one other thing. I just want permission to launch a um, Class 4 probe just coming up when we reach the nebula. Science stuff. Oh, sounds good. Go ahead. Kai out. As the captain steps onto the bridge, Torek says, Captain, a moment. <laughs> You're so popular. <laughs> Today does seem to be my day. Uh <laughs> What's going on? I have received a curious communication from a guest in the brig. Oh, uh... Rezum looks over at the captain and says, you, you didn't. Go ahead and release him, Torek. I'll go down and take care of him. You really had to lock him in? Mozavar, if you'd have seen his face, you'd have locked him away too. Torek seems to consider saying a great many things. <laughs> but chooses to say none of them. <laughs> and instead taps a few uh, controls at the security console. Abruptly, the journalist appears on the bridge. Fizz. <laughs> yes, thank you. Thank you, Christine. The telltale fizzing of a hologram. Well... I, for one, am thrilled that I'm already part of the exploration, but uh, I really have a a very long to-do list, Captain. I don't recall extending permission to the bridge to you at this time. Well, fortunately, Starfleet Command has given me certain access privileges. Uh, Nothing sensitive, of course. Yes, of course they have. At least as long as the ship is in condition green. I, well, I, I am loaded with all of the Starfleet regulations as pertains to the journalistic corps. Captain, I would love to be able to have a time to sit down with you uh, soon, ideally. Talk about the voyage so far. Let everybody at home know what's going on. Rasm's going to step in between here. Mr. Edis, correct? Yes, you've heard of me. And you are no doubt Commander Rasm Mozafar. I am. If you would... Provide me with your itinerary and your questions. I'll be happy to escort you around to make sure that you have your questions answered and give you a tour of the ship and the the things to see. Oh, uh, actually, Commander, as luck would have it, my hollow matrix is capable of, of being in a few places at once on a ship like Endeavor. So fortunately, no escort will be required, but of course... I am happy to have you along. I'm sure that that will help really get a feel for the crew and how they operate. Absolutely. I could uh, fill in any details that you might have about certain things and uh, possibly even take you to see some things that you did not expect to see. That's the kind of things I would love to see, most of all. I'm sure you'd like to meet our ambassador on the board. Yes, Absolutely. New life and new civilizations. Absolutely. So, if you're ready, then uh, let's go. And we'll head off to, let's see, what is the first uh, location that you're wanting to do? He probably starts to, like, rattle off 
things he wants to see and people he wants to talk to as as the two of you walk away. Oh, the, that one that's the furthest away from the captain. There's the one we'll go to first. I, I'm really very curious to see this aqua shuttle. I've been on the aqua shuttle. It is extremely nice. Well, I have to uh, introduce you to the person that uh, designed the aqua probes that we use as well. After they leave, Varel will walk up and, and sort of stand in front of Torek's console. Remind me that I owe him one. Commander Mozafar. Yes. One what, Captain? <laughs> uh, you wouldn't understand. Tarek raises an eyebrow, but does not protest. Makes sense to see Everly next, I think. We, it's been a little while, right? Bored and alone in the brig. And no longer has a hologram to just sort of like say random words to. So just kind of like singing under her breath, being a little bored. And then the door opens up and we see Ensign Senna uh, step inside. Okay, the computer wasn't lying. You are down here, um, Ensign Everly. Um, and she pauses and stares for a moment. You changed your hair. What what does it look like now, Leah? I like never described Everly's hair because I it didn't it wasn't a thing that painted my brain, except now that I want to plot with her hair. So like it used to be bright and she probably wore it in a ponytail most of the time. Keep it out of her face. She works security. It's ridiculous. There's no way it's all over her face. Unbelievable the number of people who don't have hair ties in, in sci fi and fantasy. They just have like hair hair force fields. You can't see them, but they just keep all the I, it's unbelievable. So uh, it was a bright color, red, orange, pink. I don't care. But it is currently like a dark, like a blue black almost. Like it is a midnight style color. It's probably still tied back, but it's shorter. And the poor child, she had a moment of delirium and there is a huge, there's just, she's got a bangs. She has bangs. Like like 26 year old with bangs. Just a nightmare. It's it certainly um an original style? Oh. And since then, I can't tell if... Yes, I can. I'm an empath. I forgot who I was. <laughs> can, I sense, can I sense sincerity coming up? Actually, I don't think so. Oh. No, you, you actually don't sense anything. Because you're uh, part... Senna is not, uh, not actually a Denobulan. Senna is, uh synthetic crew member an android do we know that senna is a synth or yeah that's that's pretty common knowledge it's it's not a big secret okay <clears throat> so i'm gonna step back a minute oh at senna i can't tell if that's sincere uh thank you just um thank yes i think thank you thank you i hope it's not too weird can i offer some advice Somebody oh, who also likes to adjust your hair and stuff. Sure. Uh-huh. The bangs are not working for you. I know. I, you might be able to see if sick bay will... Sick bay. <laughs> enhance the growth, make it happen a little bit faster, so, um... Senna, I swear, I was genuinely considering it, and then I... I was a little embarrassed. I haven't done something like this since I was a teenager. Um, I kind of don't know what came over me. Are you okay? Yes. Of course I am. Just had energy to burn off. And I thought that cutting my hair would do that. Can she tell if you're being sincere or not? I think it's up to her whether she wants to press the point, because I can guarantee you it is written all over her face that, like, Everly does not believe the words coming out of her mouth, because they make... No sense. But I want to burn off some energy and get my hair cut is a dumb sentence. And I think Everly knew it the second it left her face. So um, I think you know that's a lie to your face. Well, hopefully this is good news then. Got some mail from home. Okay, so not not good news. Uh, she, I think, says immediately, because I, Christine, can just see the face you're making. 
Oh, no. Uh, just, just surprised. Just, just surprised. And then she holds out her hand. She's actually done having this conversation now. She passes the Vata card over to you. If you want to talk more about it later, always available. She nods. And then, like, before, like, is forgetting her manners. And then just sort of like, oh, uh, yes, thank you, Senna. Thank you for giving, for passing, for the bangs. Uh, I'm going to get back to... Yeah, I, I've this got concept. mail to deliver. Yeah. I'll, yeah, yeah. And uh, Senna turns around and we have like a camera shot like on on like her face with like Everly over her shoulder. And we can see Senna's kind of sort of sigh a little bit and sort of make a face like, like, wow, that was awkward. And then she's going to leave. <laughs> so as, as Senna's sort of walking to leave the awkward situation, the, the brig door swooshes open once again and at a dead flat run uh madison Locke arrives on the scene i think probably nearly barreling into senna i i think as you're running up we we see a moment where senna just sort of like freezes in place and if anything looks like she's scrunching down a little bit like waiting for that impact even though you'd probably get hurt more in that impact than she would <laughs> oh yeah it's definitely a hit fall down from Locke's end. And some Locke, are you okay? You, you really shouldn't be running in the corridors. That's that's against regulations. No, fine. Great. Do I have any mail? I, I haven't seen anything yet. And just the, the expression goes from extremely hopeful to just devastated. But I'm sure, you know, I haven't gone through everything that's arrived yet. It's a big crew. Um, I'm sure there's there's something, you know, in there just, just waiting for me to turn it up. Just um, d- don't don't lose hope. No, it's fine. It's good. He, he like, pushes himself up, brushes off his uh, uniform. Uh, Everly's going to yell, are you okay? Yeah, no, it's good. And he looks up and, like, past Senna's shoulder and looks straight uh, over at Everly. Uh, his eyes sort of widen- widening for a moment. Hey! Like the new hair. Can I tell if Locke's being sincere? Is Locke being sincere? He is being sincere. Oh. Thank you! <laughs> And then she's got like a like a grimace on her face. Like you fell down, you did not get mail. This is thank you. She is sincere and thanking you for the compliment. She like her own awkwardness, gone. She is all concerned about you right now. Like, oh God, this is not a great moment for Madison Locke. It's never a great moment for Madison Locke. <laughs> yeah, I, I have to report back to my shift. I just wanted to see if anything had come in. No, no. Um no, it's that's it's fine. I'll I'll check back in later. Uh, okay, I'll I'll see you later then. Yeah, thanks, Senna. Oh, new eyebrows. You're really good at that game. <laughs> and he turns around and walks away. Senna kind of offers one last awkward glance through the open door at uh, Everly, and then the door shuts. <laughs> Out of curiosity, um, Nicole, since this is another, I am marking crew support for uh, Senna and um, for Locke. So, of course, this is Senna's first appearance, so Senna just gets her scores. Um, but this is another Locke appearance. Do you know what you're adding to uh, to Locke? We do. We are giving this boy his first talent. Christine, do you remember what is rocks to replicators? That's the one. It's the talent where you can make a, a check to basically MacGyver and turn one item into a different item of rough complexity. It's like, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna make a tricorder fire a phaser burst for a scene and nonsense like that. It, it's the engineering. This defies all logic. After. Uh... The doors shut after Ensign Senna has left the room. 
a few moments pass and the doors open up and Ensign Connor Ellison walks in, who we've seen previously with a cage. Oh, <laughs> that random guy we didn't give names. Yeah. Yeah, correct. Yeah, pale with dark hair, blue eyes, and he's fairly young. So he comes walking in in his uh, security outfit and, hello, Evely. Quiet shift today. Well, it it was... Sorry, that's not... Sorry, uh, Ellison, not towards you. There was just a lot of... Did you see uh, Senna and Locke in the hallway? They were just leaving, if you wanted to catch them. I didn't see them on the way in. What have you done with your hair? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the it's question of the day, Ellison. It becomes you, yeah. Thanks. I'm here for my shift. You can go. Oh, right. I forgot that... Gosh, is it that time already? Uh, yeah, well, enjoy, enjoy the, it's been quiet. I was joking earlier. It's been, well, bye. And then just out the door. Let's check in with Kai. You walk onto the bridge. Uh, whoever was at science moves aside. Telemetry from your probe is already scrolling across the science console. Uh, I'm going to start like sifting through it, looking for anything really noteworthy. Uh, the probe pretty quickly starts to sort of chart the area in subspace. Since some of the things Kai was looking into earlier on were like charting subspace. And you notice two things. One subspace is kind of a mess around here it is to a varying degrees throughout the entire maelstrom but like here it gets pretty bad if you if you go much off of the course endeavor is currently on it will take some careful piloting and stuff not like you know successfully navigating an asteroid field in in star wars but you can't just fly in a straight line even though space looks like it's just big enough the other thing you notice is that on the sort of map so to speak that the probe is making there's a ring can can the probe be more specific how large a ring are we talking about a ring around the nebula are we talking about a a, a ring sized ring a starship sized ring what's what's going on here it is a little off of the course to the nebula so it's not quite to the nebula it's not directly in endeavor's path but it wouldn't be a huge course change to go to it it's about one AU across. Sorry, one AU radius. So two AU across. That's really big. Oh, I, 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 I know. I, I, yeah. I, How many dogs is that? It's a very great number of dogs. <laughs> is that a lot of dogs? An uh, uh, AU is, um, in case anybody listening doesn't know, an actual unit, it is the distance between uh, the sun and Earth. Ensign Lee, I'm going to pass you a set of um, coordinates. Can you take a look on the navigation and um, let me know how how long at warp 7 would it take us to get there? That's an awfully uh, random thing to ask for, but sure. Things have been pretty quiet, just flying in a straight line today. Lee taps his controls a few times and says it'll take some finagling uh, I, I could have us there best guess six hours or so I can't go as the crow flies um, what is this that's what I'm curious to find out it's um, as far as I can tell a ring a very 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 large ring it's possible it could be a ship or a station or a natural phenomenon. And, well, I'm going to see if uh, the captain thinks it's worth checking out. I think it's worth checking out. Are the subspace eddies and other phenomena in this area, will that pose any sort of problems or for your flying? That's why I it's mean, going I'm, to take I'm... us six hours. Our, our, our warp bubble should remain stable. We'll just have to take some of the terrain a little gently you know 
Nothing I can't handle. Well, you looked bored anyway. Where is Verity in all this? She's on the bridge. <laughs> She's probably like on the opposite side of Torek. So you didn't like see her right away, but she's only half listening to the conversation. She's the other half trying to convince Torek to tell her what Everly did to get on his, um, I don't want to swear, but list. Yeah. Uh, so then I think we have the awkward moment of Kai tapping her comm badge. Kai to Captain Varel. And then we hear the echo on the other side of the bridge and Kai looks up and um, turns her head towards Verity and we see a little bit of that, like, bioluminescent blush enter Kai's cheeks. Uh, sl- slip of the hand. One second, Kai. Torek, I'm coming back to this. I-, I really want to know what she did. <laughs> and then she'll walk around. All right, what did you find? A big ring. To be more specific, a 1 AU radius-sized construction or natural phenomena some sort of um thing uh not too far off of our course wait you said construction possibly i i i need to get a closer look there's an awful lot of well subspace interference in this area but it's only a six hour diversion all right i think that's worth checking out lee plot a course to the uh, anomaly there's ring and Let's head out there. Already on it, sir. In the meantime, we can probably start comparing it to uh, anything we've found uh, in our database. Or my thoughts immediately went towards the swarm. Mine did too, but I wasn't going to mention that. Okay, then I'm the bearer of bad news. When we get closer, I would like to conduct some extensive scans and we'll compare from there. I think Lieutenant Sonden should be on duty by that point. I'll have them begin them, and I'll be able to study them in the morning. Speaking of the morning, it's probably near the end of the shift for Kai and the captain. Well, uh, see you in 20? Yeah. Your quarters? I figured. We open on a wide shot of Kai's quarters. The long dining table is full of empty dishes, glasses, and half-open holographic displays. Kai is leaned back in a chair at one end, holding out an empty glass which is soon filled with liquid as blue as Kai's skin. For once, her curly hair actually seems somewhat tamed, and she's wearing a yellow dress that shows off both her curves and a crescent of rough silver metal buried in her skin along her breastbone. And Kai laughs. <laughs> oh no, I this, this is terrible. My dad is thinking about getting into local politics again. By Bi- stepping down and he he wants to run for council chair. <laughs> uh you're not going to believe this. Um my mother's running against him. No. No. And she didn't even mention it in her correspondence. She only talked about, you know, her knitting group. Dad had to mention it because her name came up on the ballot. Of course, she didn't tell him first either. Mm. Why am I not too surprised with Romulan's secrets? So what... What kind of platform is Pytrick running on? I imagine whatever your father isn't. Well, he's aiming for kind of a more liberal agenda, trying to promote more of the diversity for the colony, start to build it bigger, build it better. I take it then she's trying to keep it small. Or just maintain things as they are. What is the wider Federation going to think? I mean, a Romulan or an ex-Borg? Well, they'll figure it out, but I know one thing for sure. I am definitely voting for your father. 
What? Well, of course. Why are you going to vote for him? He's... You know I love my dad, but he's... He's really awkward. You can't possibly expect me to vote for Pytrick. I mean... I think she'd be a good leader. Uh, undoubtedly she would. But I'm sure she doesn't expect my vote, so she might try to get yours, though. I mean, I'm not opposed to the idea. I definitely want to hear more of what's what the various platforms are running on. Look, look, let's leave those back on the other side of the maelstrom. And what else have you learned from home, Kai? Well, I've still been going through some of the letters, you know, a couple things from from some friends. Not too much in way of exciting things. I did have, oh, um, got a, I have a letter from my brother. Oh, how's he doing? Uh, well, <clears throat> uh, Kai, forget what about whatever cloud of space dust you're poking at. I've got bigger news. You're going to be an aunt. Wow. Eliza is three months along already, and we're in full swing preparing for the baby. Varel will reach for a tall, clear glass, like drink about half of it, set it down, smile, and then go, I hope he names it after me. It would just be a temporary name anyway. You know we choose our own. Well, I mean, it's only fair. I helped him pick his, so. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, that's, that's, it's good news. It's, um, yeah, that, that's a little, little fast, right? Didn't he and Eliza just get married last year? Yeah, no, they, they did. They did. I remember. Um, the ship trembles a little bit. Set, she sets the holographic display down, presses, uh, we'll go ahead and press like the combat so things resting on the table. Uh, Lieutenant Kai to the bridge? What was that? Subspace turbulence, Lieutenant. Is the captain with you? Yes. Captain, Ensign Lee says that the subspace ahead is more damaged than we had anticipated. I'll be right there. Varel out. She will then push the rest of her glass back over to Kai and say, here, finish this, and you are not allowed to report to duty for another hour. Keep reading your messages, and congratulations. And then she's going to get up and go deal with the situation. Kai sort of rests her, her head in her hand for a moment and picks back up the uh, little holographic pad and starts to uh, read again. Thank you for listening to this episode of Endeavor Through the Maelstrom. If you like the show, rate, share, and subscribe through your podcast vendor of choice. You can also find us on Twitter as at Endeavor Show. That's E-N-D-E-A-V-O-U-R-S-H-O-W. And you can find me on Twitter at Blue of the Kin. You can find me online at Twelfth Night. That's one two T H and Night with a K. You can find Brandon and me discovering the ways of the Force on Heroes of the Hydean Way, a Star Wars actual play podcast at thehydeanway.com or at thehydeanway on Twitter. And if you like Vikings and Norse mythology, check out another one of my shows, a Dungeons and Dragons 5e Midgard podcast, Omens Call, which can be found at Omens Call Pod on Twitter or at OmensCall.com. Thanks for listening, y'all. You can find me on all the socials at Leah617. Usually I'm on Twitter, RT and stuff that makes me laugh. Come say hi there. You can also check out MischiefMedia.com for the other nerdy podcasts that I currently produce or uh, host. And you can find me, Brad, on Twitter at MacinEbedy1. That's M-A-C-H-I-N-E-B-E-D-E, number one. My Twitter is at CompleteNictory. You can find other projects I'm involved in at CompleteNight.com. That's C-O-M-P-L-E-T-E 
K-N-I-G-H-T dot com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you out there. It's never a great moment for Madison Locke. <laughs> One of these days. See, that's who the that's who the ends and episodes really about. It's like it's a Locke story. It's Locke's day. Instead it's of the one day. day. Yeah, it's the one day where like something goes really well for Locke. <laughs> that, that will be the one day we actually challenge his single yeah. value and like do something one, with that. So. He just finds himself in command. He has to play the part of the hero. And, and yeah. Oh my god! It, it, it'll be like um, it'll be like the the Zeppo. Yep. You'll just uh, yeah, all this crazy stuff will happen. Yes. Locke will save like the universe, and nobody, nobody well, else can say that uh, can confirm. It's the question of the day, Ellison. Oh. How did you do it? Magic? Uh, <laughs> I went to the... How do you change your hair? The, there is a barber usually aboard the... Right? I was like, there was a mot yeah. there, right? Uh, yeah. I guess I went to the... Do we have a hairstylist on board? Other than sure. that, I, it was just... Oh, this pen just like blew up at me. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh oh! <laughs> Didn't know you were gonna re-dye uh, your hair in the middle of the episode. Yeah, or, or, or it was, you know, you just use some uh, some scissors on uh, in your quarters or something. You could have yeah. done it yourself. Still, yeah. you have to imagine um, you can replicate well, some hair dye uh, or something. I think that's what happened. Then she just, it's a this is the at home job, um, not patchy, but the bangs. Ugh.